My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. Before we begin, we would like to thank some of our very special listeners who've reached out to us and given us really positive feedback. A big thanks to The Riding Monk. Raj and Sandeep. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, leaving some feedback and uh, some glowing reviews on uh, iTunes. Also, a quick shout out to Piyush Divan and his book, The Footprints of Shadows. It's an anthology of 14 short travel stories, and um, I would highly recommend you to go check it out. A link will be in the show notes section. As for today's episode, we have an amazing woman with us who has been traveling in and around India and the world with her toddler. She calls herself the backpacking mom. So we would love to welcome Dina's Rai Singhani to know about how she travels with her uh, little kiddo, Ariana. Yeah, let's get on with the episode now. So with that introduction, I'd like to welcome Dina's Rai Singhani. A backpacking Indian mom who also happens to blog under the name backpackindianmama.com, right, Dinas? That's correct. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Dinas. Welcome, welcome I'm to the Safar Story. Super mom, welcome. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Yeah, I think we should have just uh, said that. Welcome the super mom to the Musafir stories and uh, get on with that. Uh, but yeah, Dinaz, uh, tell us a little bit more about you because uh, the introduction I gave um, is pretty concise. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, about your uh, beginnings with travel, with blogging and uh, the gradual transition to uh, traveling, uh, traveling as a mom with a kid, right? Uh, so tell us about uh, this journey. Yeah, sure. I'm from Assam. And uh, basically, I left home uh, to study in Pune after I passed 12th. And since then, I've been like, you know, venturing everywhere, small places in and around Maharashtra. Soon after, Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I met an army officer who I later married. And uh, we uh, sort of, you know, went out on a lot of uh, these trips together in and around Maharashtra. And after we married, we traveled a lot, in fact, within India and outside India. And uh, our style of travel was basically budget traveling. And he sort of got me into the concept of backpacking, basically Mm -hmm. wearing your backpack and going everywhere. And uh, we also got into a community known as the Hosteling International Community soon after we got married. So we, this is a community, like uh, the HI community is a group of hostels all over the world. Sure. And uh, they are youth hostels and you get a membership um, that uh, affiliates you with, uh, you know, every hostel that this community is associated with. After I graduated, I did my master's. I That's when I conceived my child. Mm-hmm. And uh, after my master's and everything, 
when I was, you know, giving time to the daughter, that's when my uh, plan of traveling with the baby started. So basically, when I conceived her, she was in my womb. And that's when I promised myself that I like, you know, backpack to a European country by myself with her. <laughs> so this is like a crazy plan because everyone was like, uh, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, are your hormones like getting to your head? Because <laughs> you should think about like buying a pram, buying a crib and all that stuff and look at you. So I said, no, uh, this is like something that I really want to do because this is who I am. <laughs> and we don't want our lifestyle to change because just because we have a baby. So when she turned 16 months old, we uh, took off on a seven country tour across Europe. And uh, from Germany, my husband went back basically from Berlin. That is when I started solo traveling with her. That was my first like solo traveling uh, international trip with mm-hmm. her. And I kind of realized that I really enjoy it. So um, when I came back, I sort of started writing my blog about it because I had a lot of friends who, you know, who used to encourage me and ask me, oh, you know, now we want tips. So where did you go? How did you manage with the child? So I thought I'll just put it on social media. And that's when I got a lot of interest from other parents as well. That led to the blog. That also led to a a travel column that uh, Indian Express uh, asked me to Mm -hmm. write for them. So that is how the entire, you know, like travel writing bug actually started. Um, (laughs) Brilliant. And uh, I think it's... uh Almost sounds like out of a movie at places. Uh, you're a <laughs> army wife, you're a super mom, and you're a traveler, a backpacker, and you're going solo with your kid. Literally sounds like a plot from a movie. But uh, yeah, we are grateful and um, really, really happy that we have you on board and uh, looking forward to uh, talking more about um, um, how, how you go- have you been going about this. Because, um, I mean, in, in reality, the people around me that I see, at least some of them get stressed out or anxious just by traveling, uh, leave alone traveling with a kid, right? So I think it's brilliant what you're doing and uh, we'd definitely like to find out more and um, share a few tricks and hacks uh, as to how you've been doing this successfully, right? And and, uh, what we thought we'll do is um, pick up one of your uh, trips closer to home, um, given that the Musafir stories, uh, the focus is usually um, uh, to travel within India, right? So we thought we'll pick up um, a trip closer to home you did and uh, discuss a little bit more about the whole uh, process of preparation and uh, traveling with a kid um, and enjoying yeah. at the same time enjoying uh, that whole trip right uh, so that's what we thought we'll do and um, with that thought in mind uh, what trip or what itinerary do you want to um, share with us today sure so today we're gonna talk about a trip to uh, this uh, very beautiful valley in India called the Parvati Valley mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to take you on a journey across a few places in Parvati Valley that uh, we did with our child. Um, So basically, this uh, happened uh, last year and it was in the month of June. So I guess we should talk about that. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, how long of a trip was this? Uh, So we did this trip for around 10 days and we left uh, from Ambala. And we came back to Andala again. So all in all, it was about 10 days. Okay, so this was a 10-day itinerary. And um, you t- said you traveled in the month of June. So is that a good time to travel, uh, given that you're uh, traveling to the northern part of India amongst the mountains? 
Yes, it. I mean, uh, anywhere from I, I'd say October or uh, February to June is like a better period to travel because right after that the monsoon season right. begins in India, uh, which is also a very bad season to travel in the mountains because of landslides and torrential rains. So, uh, so post July, I would say like do not travel to that area. But uh, starting February to June, of course, I mean it's the most beautiful period. To wonderful, go. wonderful. And uh, just tell us, uh, just getting on this uh, journey of getting a gyan from you in terms of how uh, one can travel with the baby right um like what are the things you do um say differently or just to be well prepared right to start with the ba- uh, to travel with the baby just to uh, avoid any unwanted surprises any special preparation that you take care of yeah and also like what goes into the backpack i mean with respect <laughs> to the baby packing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, there are like three things that i often tell moms to take care of during traveling So basically, we take care of the kids' uh-huh. eating, sleeping, and pooping uh, uh-huh. schedule. So once uh, these three things are basically taken care of, in the sense that you know your cues for your kid, right. telling you when they're hungry, uh-huh. they're sleepy, or they want to poop. So uh, these. worries will like you know reduce a, li- a lot once you take care of these three cues um apart from that um it's very um, important to travel as light as possible especially when you're backpacking and uh, also buy like you know very essential minimal things like uh, travel handy packing cubes for example that go into a backpack a portable uh, baby carrier which was actually a lifesaver for us when we were traveling in the mountains because obviously she wasn't able to walk uh, mm-hmm. you know in that hilly terrain so we carried a baby carrier with us so she was like on our backs most of the time um apart from that uh, we carry emergency medication because in uh, situations like these where there is no phone connectivity or a medical shop nearby is very essential to carry any sort of emergency medication apart from that i think basic snacks because boy, we were very sure that she would get you know access to uh, fresh milk and mm. fresh food at the location and uh, so that is why we sort of picked up the stays that i'm going to talk to you about apart from that we didn't really fuss too much about uh, carrying everything possible and probably like a pressure cooker <laughs> and chili and all that stuff we didn't do all that because it's not necessary hey, we are indians i wouldn't be surprised if we carry all of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i get like so many queries like what did you feed her should i take a pressure cooker and why do you take a pressure cooker on a backpack <laughs> i would love to see the size of that backpack <laughs> <laughs> exactly so anyway so because we were traveling by car we also had a small carton with us that was filled with uh, snacks and you know any like nick nacks and stuff like that for her that you know she would munch on on the way so um this was like a road trip which is why it was easier for us to handle the child because we had access to other you know keeping more luggage but uh like primarily we just packed like one backpack each for the both of us and one baby bag that's about it Okay, and how how old was she that time? Yeah, let's uh, actually uh, to give a shout out to uh, baby Ariana, right? That's her name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. How old yes. is baby Ariana? Uh, at that time, she she's almost four now, so she was three. Oh, okay. Wow. Brilliant, and uh, yeah, thank you for these um, handy tips. Um, getting back to the itinerary, right? You said you started off from Ambala. Uh, can you briefly like draw out um, the Parvati Valley for us in terms of uh, where or which state it covers mostly? Yeah, sure. So Parvati Valley is based in the uh, state of Himachal Pradesh, uh-huh. and uh, basically the valley extends eastwards uh, from where the river Parvati and the river Bias uh, they meet. Sure. So this is uh, spread across a couple of villages on the way to Manali. So you can like there's a, like a bunch of villages which are together called Parvati Valley because the Parvati River runs through it. 
so um, you can choose to stop at any of the villages or if you're not aware of the valley you'll probably just cross it and you know go ahead to Manali but uh, it's a very very beautiful place to see and it's not well some of the villages are not uh, very very crowded now so it's a great time to visit with or without uh, you know a kid or anything um, because they give you breathtaking views of the you know Himalayan peaks and everything so it's a journey there is totally worth it we were also like uh, we had also heard a lot about uh, the Parvati Valley earlier mm-hmm. but uh, we could never go there before we had a kid so after we had the child we were like you know let's just like do it and let's not uh, obviously like try to have a, like a very go on a hippie trail or anything like that mm-hmm. but let's just go on a very like a trekking um, you know trail with the child so we uh, so i'll draw the route, route for you we sure. started from ambala mm-hmm. and then we uh, basically went by road to this uh, place called jari okay. which is a small town in the parvati valley uh, where we stayed and uh, from there we carried on to the tosh valley which is very famous i mean almost everyone knows about the tosh valley in sure. Par- uh, parvati valley from there we came back to kasol and uh, which is also famous as the hippie town mm-hmm. of india and then from kasol we did like uh, day treks to chalal and uh, nearby areas and then we were in kasol for a few days and then we fell back to ambala wonderful wonderful After that. yeah as yeah. you as you mentioned uh, it is that stretch uh, right uh, that the parvati river passes through and the valley uh, it forms and uh, a bunch of villages along the way like you mentioned uh, jari kasol malana manikaran yes. tosh all of those i think that's what collectively uh, are referred to as the parvati valley and um, as you rightly mentioned some great views of the mountains the beautiful cold and gushing rivers mm. uh, the parvati river the uh, green pines conifers all of them and uh, some hot springs too to <laughs> just add uh, add them in there right so it's uh, really um, nature's bounty i would say and uh, some great views to be enjoyed now tell us what you said jari was your first stop right so what was um, mm-hmm. planned while you were um, stopping at jari what was uh, uh, on the itinerary and uh, what what was planned uh, for this trip yeah sure so the first stop we stayed in jari jari why because it has the uh, homestay that we you know found on the internet um uh, called uh, the parvati river uh, okay. river cottage which was based in a village called baladi which is basically on the other side of the parvati mm. river but it is accessible uh, only through trekking uh, from jari so basically it's a downhill trek once you reach the town of jari and the only landmark that we were told by the the owners of the homestay were that there's one uh, uh, liquor shop in jari town <laughs> you have to find that liquor shop and once you find it there's a downhill trek so take your um, and we'll like we'll send someone there so uh, to help you with the luggage but you guys will have to trek so we said we have a baby you know with us and everything so they were like uh, so i like why do you want to come so that was their question <laughs> but uh, then we kind of asked them how difficult is the trek and everything so they were like it's just 700 800 meters and if you're like avid trekkers and there shouldn't be a problem for you and we'll send someone along so we met uh, we parked our car in jari itself at one of the parking lots and a guy from the homestay came uh, his name was mahin and uh, so basically this homestay is run by it's owned by uh, two guys from gurgaon and mm. prakul and anshul and uh, it basically spreads only by like it's run only through word of mouth they don't do a lot of publicity on social media and all that i think they want to kind of keep it that way so we got in touch with them only through reviews we they, we, we didn't really like see a website mm. or anything 
and uh, once we did they sort of uh, have these bunch of guys who are running the homestay from all across india so one of these guys came and they offered to take our luggage through a trolley across the river which is called a span basically they just dump your luggage into the trolley because there's a way that's the only way it will reach okay. across the river uh, you can't carry those heavy backpacks on the trek so they sent the trolley across with our luggage and then they let us trek along uh, you know behind it so me uh, my husband wore my daughter behind uh, on the uh, baby carrier and i followed with a little bit of luggage and uh, with the guy in, like leading us so it was like a downhill trek right up to the base mm-hmm. of the river and uh, it was connected by a bridge the cottage was connected by a bridge okay. uh, you know through the river across the river so we had to cross the bridge and then we literally like you know we the home the homestay was located on the river it's not even by the river it was like on the river like we were <laughs> the, the terrace and everything was like like it was covered covered by water covered oh by the river so the when we saw that we were like oh my god is this where we're going to stay it looks spectacular <laughs> and uh, it was a little crazy also because like you know you literally had to like roll down a mountain to reach it but then um, we uh, we wanted to we wanted to cut away from everything and we wanted to make ariana also experience like a little offbeat uh, destination so we came there we stayed with those guys mm. for a couple of days and from there we uh, took off on a oh, day God. trip to tosh tosh valley tosh is around 22 mm. kilometers from jari and uh, we drove there by road now uh, the road up till basheni uh, to tosh is pretty good i mean you'll see like you'll be enth- like enchanted with the views on either side and the river parvati right. flowing uh, mm-hmm. you know as you go along but after basheni so there are buses also that go up to basheni but uh, after that the road literally turns into like no road at all because it's so bad it's full mm. of pebbles and rocks and we went like we took a car there it's possible to take cars and taxis but the road is like really broken so which is also a good advice to kind of you know not go in the monsoon right, right. months at all to tosh valley because your car will like you know invariably get stuck or anything or you'll fall into trouble if you like you know try to yeah. come back the same day so um so we finally reached tosh and tosh was a small like a now a very big hamlet um in the valley and uh, it's again kind of an israeli infested <laughs> village uh, apart from like the uh, actual commercial vibe of it the views from tosh are like really breathtaking you can see the entire parvati valley from there uh, so we walked up those lanes and everything our daughter was walking along because those were like you know level mm. grounds once we reached the village and uh, the to- the people are welcoming i think there because they they know about tourism they want tourism that side the only downside was that tosh now has become very like full of litter and it's very very commercial so we didn't like that part of it but um, just to catch in the views we went to this cafe mm-hmm. called pinky didi's cafe which is like right at the end of uh, you know the valley the village and uh, from there one can see like gorgeous like 360 yeah. degree views of the valley and uh, you can just sit down with a green chai or whatever and then just take in views so that's what we did for a long long time we just like sat there and uh, we like spent like a good two or three hours and after that we walked around the village a little bit and uh, by that time it was evening time it was time to return to jari because otherwise it would get really late so we came came back the same day 
Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just to touch upon Tosh, right? Uh, I mean, uh, the village, uh, as you rightly mentioned, it has um, in the recent years become a lo- lot more commercial. And uh, I guess uh, by product of that is the litter and the overcrowding that you might have seen. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the downsides. But yeah, it's also known for the wonderful views and the beautiful cafes there, right? Because uh, I think one of our previous guests also was uh, going gaga over um, some of the cafes that she saw there. And yeah, no surprises. the uh, Israeli population there also. Uh, apparently, this falls on the Hamas Trail, as they call it. Uh, a lot of Correct. the Israelis that uh, do the Hamas Trail, starting right from the Himalayas, passing through all of these, uh, through Goa and down south, uh, all the way till um, I think Tamil Nadu, Kerala, um, all of that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm um, glad that you got to enjoy uh, some of the wonderful views from the cafes and um, the uh, nice hippie town kind of vibe, also, right? Uh, yes. in, in these uh, villages, even though I think. Uh, now it's a little overdone but uh, it's still uh, w- very different from um, usually the places we as uh, tourists or travelers are going from so uh, that's great now you're back to Jari village on the same day you said right mm-hmm. yes that's correct so we came back to Jari and the next day we went on like a village hike uh, in Jari itself so the one of the people from the homestays called Ruchit he took us on a village walk to this village called Baladhi which is actually where the homestay is situated mm-hmm. and uh, it has a, a very small you know bunch very cute looking village with pristine views of the valley and everything mm-hmm. you have to hike uh, to reach every like you know house it has different kinds of terrain so again we were wearing the baby when we went she was walking in several stretches but then we preferred to like you know keep her on us because she was just three at that time um, and also we stopped by like local houses so basically we saw the way that they were you know farming uh, cultivation they had like apple orchards and everything um, apart from that they always had like even like however uh, the good or bad the financial situation of the house mm. they would always have like an organic garden and a cow or you know like a goat or sheep or something mm-hmm. that's tied to their house so mm. that is like you know something that they they all have Okay. Apart from that, they also we spotted a lot of like herbs. Um, there was cultivation of marijuana, of course, which we mm. saw in plen- plenty. Right. And uh, some of the freshest like mint leaves, like huge mint leaves that we've never seen before in like markets anywhere. The entire air was smelling of pudina. It was so fresh. <laughs> and uh, what can I tell you? That was like one of the best, uh, I think, times that uh, evenings that we spent uh, walking in Jari village. And how how's the how's the baby responding so far? Is she like happy with the trip? And I mean, yeah, but sometimes yeah. babies uh, tend to get cranky, cranky right? Yeah. yeah. So this happened like a couple of days after uh, the, the, all this happened. So basically, like we did Tosh and then we did like the village walk and everything. The third day, she fell a little sick. So basically, because of the change in temperature and everything, she picked up a mild fever, mm. uh, which is why we also kept a, we had kept a buffer day. We always keep a buffer days uh, for her. Okay. So uh, in case something happens to her or, you know, one of us, we can rest. So uh, originally, the plan was to go to Manali the same day, but we stayed back because we wanted her to recover. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that is what we did. And the next day, like she was absolutely fine because she was well rested. She had like the guys made a lot of like hot soup for her. Mm-hmm. And there were, they were like two dogs over there. And my daughter's very fond of dogs. <laughs> so she was like meeting, like feeding the mountain dogs and everything. And uh, yeah, she had a lot of fun. The next day, we went to Manali from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, wonderful. Um, so this is after the, um, trip to uh, Baladi Baladi village you said? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, Bala. Cool. Now back from when were you back from Manali, Dinas? Ah, uh, so we was we were just basically there because like we haven't we hadn't taken Ariana there, so we went to Manali. We spent like a couple of days, and uh, we basically just spent it around on Manali and like came back. Okay. And uh, we were more interested in the uh, last leg of the journey, which was basically camping with Ariana. It was our first camping experience in Kasol. Uh-huh. So uh, again with the same tour operator the same guys run like a bunch of properties across Parvati valley okay. one of them is the Parvati woods cottage and the Parvati uh, woods camp around 2 or 3 kilometers away from Kasol town mm-hmm. so um, that's where we reached from Manali and uh, we camped there they have like very uh, they have basic tents but they're pretty huge like they have common toilets and everything but everything is very clean it's hygienic there's a small cafe in the camp itself so we had access to like food and everything for the child but we also could carry the car up till there which was why uh, you know we had also like picked up some essentials from manali itself restock mm-hmm. for the child so we we camped with her and uh, it was a great experience it was pretty cold at night but then uh, like we had bonfires and everything going on and she there was a dog there in the camp as well so my daughter was very very happy again <laughs> yeah so by this time she had recovered she was pretty happy with the entire like first camping experience for her at 3 years so she was like jumping with joy when she saw like she was going to sleep in a like under a tent oh, nice <laughs> and uh, did you guys also spend some time in kasol because you said this is a little um, perhaps on the peripheries of uh, kasol right so did you spend time in the town of kasol as well ah uh, yeah but very very little time to be very mm-hmm. honest because we uh, we wanted to again skip like the <laughs> tourist circuit and obviously i mean because there's a lot of smoke and everything going on so for, with the baby we wanted to avoid like the cafes that had um, a lot of smoke around it but then we did go we ate at a bunch of places there like very good places for lunch and everything mm-hmm. um also we trekked up to kasol uh, via this uh, village called chalal okay so uh, what we did was one morning we took off from the camp itself and then we crossed the river to go up to this uh, hamlet called uh, chalal through another village called katagla mm-hmm. so we all this was via a trek route and uh, it was it's not very very difficult to trek up there with uh, i mean if you are like a hands on trekker you have good shoes and everything and it's good season it's like wise to go on that trek you should not miss it because it's very very pristine and very very pretty it's um what kasol used to be a few like a many years earlier mm-hmm. it has a lot of homestays there great cafes and food and everything but once you cross that also you have lovely uh, like you know views of the river and the valley so you can just like park yourself there so we that's where we went basically to spend mm-hmm. the day we uh like stopped uh, by the river we spent a lot of time with ariana and then we ate lunch at a cafe in chalal itself okay wonderful so after that we trekked uh, up again and then that's how we reached kasol town basically mm-hmm. on your way uh, back we walked there yeah yeah on on our way back and uh, once we reached kasol we spent like the evening there ate there and everything checked out the market a little bit but then because we'd been to manali we just did not want to like <laughs> even look at like the market there so um, yeah so we just came back from there uh, the, the same day itself so that was like a small little time in uh, kasol town okay cool and then uh, did you have like more uh, little day trips planned ahead as well or uh, was uh, chalal one of them Uh yeah Chalal was one of them we just went to these many because although you can do like for other tourists that's what i can tell you there's a lot of other tracks like Kheerganga and uh, you know Pin Parvati Pass and everything that they can do from there 
so these are like the kind of tricks that you can do but because uh, we had a child also we didn't want to do like the more you know like the heavier tricks which involved their camping at night and that right the multi day well. multi day we also tricks, did right? yeah yeah the multi day tricks exactly but uh, we also did not go to malana because uh, malana again i think was like a full day trek and with a, such a small child we didn't want to you know go up there um yeah 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 uh, as as you rightly mentioned um i think kasol is uh, kind of uh, one of the center points right to stay and do a lot of uh, day treks and as well as uh, some of the longer treks also uh, malana one of them there's yes. also uh, treks to kirganga and then uh, grahan village also i think right is uh, one of the grahan yes so exactly are, uh, that's right day treks that one can engage in and uh, uh, each one of them has like um, its own little bit of uh, history culture or a little bit of trivia that uh, each has associated to it for example uh, malana you perhaps know right that uh, it's uh, considered to be one of the aryan villages uh, that's made up of people um, yes. who call themselves descendants of um, alexander the great <laughs> etc absolutely yes it's it's a uh, very intriguing in um, some instances and uh, i think it just adds to the whole uh, romance around that uh, parvati valley stretch right different uh, you come across different kinds of people different cultures etc um, you also mentioned earlier on uh, while you were staying in um, jari village that you had a chance to interact with uh, some of the people there the locals and uh, um, uh, what kind of mm. um, say culture or um, their architecture or a little things like that did you come across uh, dinas uh yeah so basically they are very like humble people sweet people and uh, they basically get their earnings from the production of hashish they do a lot of cultivation of apple orchards and they have great uh, like wooden houses that they have built um apart from that there uh, because uh, the homestay that we were staying in was also lo- owned by like a local himachali from there itself. okay so he had leased this property to these guys so he used to come and like see like who are the people that are coming and staying at in his property and everything i think they had like a lease mm-hmm. thing going on like a part- partnership okay. thing going on so this guy ruchit from the homestay itself he took uh, us to meet like a lot of like these local people we didn't eat at any of the places there but then we did meet a lot of farmers and um, apart from that i think in the night these two my husband and ruchit they ventured out for some lugri and uh, which is uh-huh. like a local liquor there and uh, so he has this like my husband has this like passion for like you know finding out the local liquor in every like <laughs> village that he goes to like from ladakh to sikkim to other uh, places to nagaland recently that we did we always tried the local okay. flavor of the liquor so he went at like 9:30 to this villagers house and i was like just don't go because everything gets shut at 8 pm and you know these are like lush thick bushes and everything through which you are going it's completely dark but that guy was so sure they were like uh, don't worry we'll come back and all that so they went carrying like they, they didn't even light a torch because that guy was like you know animals will spot you so they will not light a torch so they so they went walking and then uh, they had a that carried like a small broken bisleri bottle and something like that and then they knocked on like a small wooden door and uh, like a very small house tiny house and this couple like this old lady came out himachali woman and then uh, so they were like lugri chahiye lugri chahiye and then they went outside and the lady disappeared for 15 minutes and they were wondering like you know why why she take like what is wrong with her after 15 minutes she came out with like a bottle wow. of freshly brewed lugri <laughs> and and which was given to them for 50 rupees only 
and uh, so these guys like that was like the big you know catch <laughs> that that day so they came back and they were like pata hai maine aaj himachal se bhi ugri uthai you know so so yeah so we had a lot of like uh, fun meeting these guys also uh, from the homestay there were like a lot of guys running it as well so they told us about you know why they had left their jobs in like bombay bangalore they quit everything and then now they're like running this homestay because it gives them a lot of happiness and they also getting to meet like new people every day and uh, it was also the first time they were like you know seeing a baby <laughs> in, the, in the hostel <laughs> so yeah they were very happy yeah oh wonderful yeah, it's pretty yeah it looks like um, your husband has gotten into some uh, adventure activity also <laughs> while on this yeah. trip right Oh yeah True. that that reminds me were there any particular activities done for the baby as well or uh, she was just enjoying oh uh, yeah i mean uh, because at the camp that we were staying in which was like on pretty flat land the owner's uh, daughter was also there she was a little older than ariana uh-huh. but then because uh, she was there uh, all of us had a lot of fun uh, you know together so we went on like a mini uh, trail around the river oh. parvati one day Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she went up to the base of the river and then she touched the water oh my god huh <laughs> yeah and then we also took her like to see like a trout farm like uh-huh. a himalayan trout uh-huh. so she would actually see like a lot of fish together which was like a first experience of you know seeing the fish sure. so many fish together so that's, that was like a good thing that's amazing yeah. i mean that basically connected to nature it's, it's beautiful i i just had that thing about uh, how do you inculcate the habit of a kid learning to travel at this young age because a lot of time we end up seeing parents struggling to manage their kids even in normal like in the normal uh, day well i think uh, probably because we just started traveling with her since she was 3 months old i think her first like experiences and like her entire sensory like you know experience of seeing new destinations and going to new locations taking a flight at such an early age made her i mean adapt so we just started traveling because more so because out of compulsion because we were moving stations when she was 3 months so we had to travel quite a long distance and we also took her first flight at 3 months post which we took a, a trip to bhutan when she was 7 months old and uh, this we did consciously because we wanted to take her along it was not like uh like set in stone because my husband was on a biking trip and i was like i just want to come along and this is not fair you know like i've had the baby like <laughs> so so the, so he was like if you want to come just get a bunch of your friends and like see if they also want to come so it was just like me my friend her husband and ariana we went separately and uh, he was on a, on his own uh, motorbike mm, trip uh-huh. so we uh, traveled by road from uh, siliguri onwards to bhutan and she that was her first like real international experience so to speak and also like a proper right, road journey right. across uh-huh. bhutan so i was seeing that you know she was not getting sick on the way she used to sleep easily with more like you know when she used to be in motion and everything thankfully you know so i like testing all these things as if like you know to see if she had motion sickness or if she was getting sick with changes in temperature but with each new journey we saw that she was adapting even more and uh, she had like uh, thankfully she has like a decent memory so when she comes back from a trip i like i get to hear of like her perspective on yeah version of like oh. a certain thing so she'll remember oh. yeah like the most like random thing but no. she'll remember it and then she'll come back and say humne wo kiya tha hum abhi bhi wahi karenge next time that is wonderful she is indeed like a super baby that's what yeah that's what that's what i mean uh, i don't know super baby or not but then you know at least she's adjusting with us and she 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that, uh, that perhaps might be what it comes down to, right? Uh, like conditioning them to traveling instead of uh, like pampering uh, yeah, them, and, pampering uh, them uh, and keeping them in a shell. Yeah, like, if yeah. they're just used to, say, uh, one kind of environment, then there's that high possibility or probability of them throwing up a tantrum when those conditions change. Now, if they're traveling and if they're used to changes, maybe they'll not throw it up. I'm just uh, like putting this theory out there, but uh, it might be it might be one of the reasons is what I think. Uh, yeah, you're right about that because uh, since she was very young, we've also exposed her to different styles of travel. So it's not necessary that we take both like budget and luxury trips when we can. We try to expose her to like different types of beds also, different types of all like uh, kitchen experiences not basically getting used to the fact that the minute you land from an airport or a railway station you'll be in a taxi all the time you'll be taken to a hotel that's not the way that we will you know want to make her grow up at least so we that's how we also wanted her to expose uh, to expose her to a lot of hosteling so um, we've stayed in hostels all over the world and that's how she's also growing up she's meeting other people she's playing in these communal areas and everything we cook in the kitchen for her and uh, we try as much to stay with local families when we're traveling so we take up dnbs rather than hotels and uh, that's how she's been like you know exposed to a lot of like other ethnicities as well so when she sees someone of a different like color race origin or anything she's not like like shocked or anything she doesn't say uska baal like you know yellow kyun hai mera baal black kyun like that that's yeah, what yeah. she does ask these questions but she's not like averse to anything now so she's accepting everything around her which is i think uh, a positive experience absolutely absolutely and uh, what about did you have you ever faced any challenge with respect to um, ariana during her travel trips oh uh, yes i mean uh, of course there are challenges with the baby there will always be challenges so uh, we did face uh, like when we went on our like uh, extensive backpacking trip and we were walking across different countries in europe it was also a little hectic for her because she was 16 months old and we did like seven countries and uh, we were going from like place to place we also like took a sh- ship in between so um, in bits and pieces i think like we yeah she did throw tantrums in between just like any other baby but nothing to like you know place us on guard to completely okay. give up travel also like when i solo backpacked with her in germany i remember that i had not read the reviews of a place so the accommodation was like not up to like for safety standards for a baby it was not that safe and uh, so this is another tip that i give all like everybody who asks me to as a solo parent like how do you backpack i'd say always read reviews of the accommodations that you're going to mm-hmm. before you you know book the accommodation especially if you're traveling alone with a child and uh, always have a plan b like in case plan a fails because uh, you don't want your child to like you know suffer because of you right so right. yeah Yeah, I think those are some great points. And then also, what about some of the misconceptions that uh, parents tend to have um, about traveling with kids? Um, well, the general misconception I think across India is that uh, they tend to be very uh, worried about how they'll take care of their children's uh, like food mm. and uh, every other thing that happens like in case of an emergency. So I get a lot of like these uh, and also like uh, traveling misconceptions. So basically they think that flying with a baby is just not possible. or uh, what if the baby doesn't let them like enjoy at all during the trip what if they like the baby gets sick or what to feed them in certain places so i always tell them that see there are kids that are living across the world it's not only india that uh, there are kids um mm. you know <laughs> that have kids so wherever kids uh, live that is where kids right. can go 
So if your kid actually lives in Iceland, you can actually go to Iceland. So um, that that's like the kind of logic that I also have um, about traveling with children, um, and that's what I try to break as well. That it's not a myth that you you know you, that you shouldn't like it's very very tough or I can't like go to. I can't also take public transport with a child. How do I go to, a, you know, take a train in a foreign country? How do I take the subway line with her and uh, everything? So these are like actual questions that I get from parents. And they ask me like, you know, what did you feed her for all these days? I said, she ate like local mm. food also. Because she uh, was 16 months at that time and she was, you know, eating solids. And uh, so she like took to outside mm-hmm. food as well. So, um, another thing that I encourage parents is to let them try like uh, other tastes as well, besides only homemade food, because if you do that, then you're going right. to take the child and you're going to have a very tough time traveling yourself. You're going to have to cook all the time for the child. So, to basically also develop their immunity, it's better that you encourage them to try different tastes. And uh, once you ensure the hygiene, the water, etc of places and like boiled milk or something that you know you should mm-hmm. give the kid um apart from that there's not really much that you know that uh, the kid needs to thrive on i think those very valid points and uh, certainly points that um, parents with um, young kids can uh, take note of and uh, i think engage in travel because um, yeah as we said parents especially indian parents for that matter right they tend to put off travel altogether when, uh, until the kid grows up to a certain mm-hmm. age so I think by keeping these things in mind, it's um, certainly possible to travel along with a kid and uh, you just have to be better prepared, I think. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for these uh, wonderful points, Dinaz. And uh, uh, yeah, the, that was a great segue about um, talking talking about a few points uh, that you face while traveling with kids. And now getting, just getting back to the itinerary as we close this up. So um, you were... Um, Finishing uh, finishing up in Kasol, you did a couple of um, uh, treks from there. Uh, did you have anything more planned or uh, were you ready to head back to Ambala after this? Uh, well, no, because we'd already mm-hmm. finished like Manali in between. And uh, we had also gone to a village called Vashish uh, ahead of Manali, which is okay. uh, during our stay there. So basically, this was again like a day trip to this village, which was a little away from uh, Manali town. And uh, it has, again, a lot of, like, lovely cafes, very good views from uh, the, you know, like, the first of the mountain cafes over there. So, we, yeah, so that's what we did. We basically went there, went to Manali, came back, went to Kasol, camped, and I think that was enough for, like, you know, a trip to the <laughs> Sure. So, we went back to Ambala quietly after that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called, uh, already quite an extensive trip and um, yeah, kudos to you for um, having winged this brilliantly with uh, baby Ariana uh, while also enjoying the literary nature's bounty, right? As, as we mentioned earlier on with all these uh, uh, amalgamation of the different colors of the nature. So uh, I think what made it even better for us was that um, you being the super mom you are, you managed to do all of this um, with with uh, baby Ariana. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you and uh, an eye-opener of sorts also, learning so much about um, how one can travel along with kids um, while enjoying the trip and not being stressed out about it or uh, being anxious about the trip. Before we let you go, why don't you tell us um, your social media handles and uh, where people can follow you, your, your blog and your social media handles? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. It's a It was really nice to talk to both of you uh-huh. and uh, your audience about traveling with a baby. 
So um, basically, you can reach me at my uh, on my blog, which is at www.backpackindianmama.com. Also, I am on Instagram at backpacking underscore Indian underscore Mama, mm-hmm. and uh, I also have a Facebook page by the same name, Backpacking Indian Mama. So that's like across uh, social, like the main social media handles, I guess, for now. Okay, perfect. We will add all those links in our show notes section as well. And thank you so much. You have like seriously, like a house. I have said it's an eye opener as well as it's an I think a motivation to all the women and men out there, parents basically that you can travel with your uh, baby. So that's not going to like stop you. Thank you so much and the uh, happy traveling ahead. We would love to see more travel stories. Can't wait to see more travel stories here. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, both of you, for having me on your show. And it was really nice to, to talk about it. And uh, your questions are very, very like leading, and it made me talk so much. So thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. We enjoyed it ourselves, Dinas. Thank you so much, and a big hi and lots of love to baby Ariana. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much. She says hi back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was yet another great episode of The Musafir Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Savan, Pocket Casts, Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or, if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com or visit our website at www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode. So, here's to more traveling, sharing, and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, Happy travels and goodbye. My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.